Okay, so last time we were learning about how you could only find what you lost in the place that you lost it. So if a person lost their, uh, the, the Gemara says, who is considered a fool? Someone who loses whatever he's given. So the, who is a fool? Someone who loses whatever he's given. That's what Gemara says. Well, the, author, the author actually didn't quote it. If, if someone, someone gives you something, yeah. someone gives a fool something, and he loses everything, that may know he's a fool. So similarly, uh, the word ma, which is whatever, also means the inside of the neshama is also called, the deepest part of the neshama is also called whatever. It's called ma. So the, the Yetzirah, the fool, he makes a person lose what he's given. So how do you find it? So you have to look for it. It says in the Torah, Uvikashtim, you should look for Hashem from there. We explained the meaning of the word there. There means a place of klipa. As opposed to Kedusha and holiness, the word that's used is Zeh. Zeh means this is really what it is. The only thing you could say this is really what it is is Hashem. Everything else is not really what it is. So the word klipa is a word that's used for all negative things. So where do you find Hashem? You find Hashem in the negative. Why? Look through all the things that you've done, you've done and you've said and you've thought. And you try to fix them. That's how you rediscover it's intact. You still have that part and your Hashem is still there. How do you recover it? It's by looking over there at all the things that you've done wrong. No? Yesterday when William told me, you have to go to order to heaven, you have to go first to go to the hell, to go finish the heaven. <laughs> you have to go all this throughout this because you find that the hell. It's, it's tricky, it's tricky because if you go to search for all these things, you might end up saying, like, ah, I can't do it, it's too hard. That's how Altar started before telling us this. He told us the king is in the field, don't yeah. worry, you'll <laughs> be able to do it. <laughs> It says about Pare using the word Sham, which again means Klippa, they moved away the Yantif. What does that mean? They moved away the path for Yantif and true joy, and instead of having true Simcha and Hashem, they changed it to Simcha of just scoffing. So the word that's used over there is Sham. Sham means Klippa. So the way you find Hashem is Sham, looking through all the negative things. And this is the inner meaning of the Pasuk. In this Midbar, you will die. In this desert, you will die. That's a literal translation of the Pasuk. The author says this is saying, and deeper, look deeper into this Pasuk, it's saying something very, very positive. Zeb, we said before, is referring to Kedusha, right? Kedusha is, is Zeb, this is really what it is. Like the Pasuk says, this is my God. So, Midbar Hazeb means you're saying words of davening. Words of davening are words that you point at Hashem with. When you say, learn, when you say a word of davening, you say, you're thinking about Hashem. That's Midbar Hazeb. It's Midbar means also to speak. Hazeh means this is really what it is. You're speaking words of Hashem, words that express the truth of Hashem. And also when you learn Torah, you also have Zeh. You also are pointing at and feeling Hashem's presence. This is Hashem. 
which of course the Parshas Matis of Pirush Lema is Zehadavachulu, as it says in Parshas Matis when Moshe Rabbeinu is introducing the words of Hashem, he says, "This is what Hashem commanded." When you learn Torah, you're also supposed to feel like you're face to face with Hashem, and you're repeating the words of Hashem. So, so by Midbar Hazeh, through saying words of Torah, by Midabar, by saying words of Torah in a way of feeling Hashem's presence, Aidezayitamu. Instead of thinking the word Yitamu means the word we said before, which means to die, the author says, you look at the root of the words, the root of the word Yitamu comes to the word complete. Then you'll be whole by learning Torah and davening in such a manner that will fix up and complete your Neshama. And there you will die. What does that mean? There will die. Meaning, there is referring to Klippa. And so, Yamusu, it will die, which means, you'll, 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 what, what does death mean in, in Yiddishkeit? Death doesn't mean that someone stops to exist. Death means you take away the energy of the person, the shram of the person, and then all that's left is the container of the energy. So, over here also, Yitamu, Sham Yamusu, the, the level called Klippa will die, which means you'll take all the sparks of Tusha out of it. How do you do that? At the end of diving, after Shemana Esrei, you sit down, you put your hand over your, uh, for, your, your arm over your forehead, your forehead, and there you elevate all the sparks of Dusha that fell into Klippa. How do you do that? Well, how do you, what's the first words you say over there after Shemana Esrei? Elecha vayinashiasa. To you, Hashem, I lift my soul. The Altar says elsewhere, that when you say those words, you're having in mind that I'm, I'm going to cleave to you, Hashem, all day by learning Torah, by being kind. So I, I'm lifting my neshama up to you through Torah and through Chesed. And by saying that and doing Shuvah, you take all the sparks of Kedusha out of Klippa. So that's the passage. It means Visham Yemusu. Sham will die. And that's also what we mean when we say, and he took us out of there. What is it? We're referring to leaving Egypt. We say, he took us out of there. Again, the word there means klippa. It's not just Hashem took us out of physically, it's not only that Hashem took us physically out of Mitzrayim, it's all more than that. He took us out of the level called Sham, at a level called klippa, to cleave to Hashem. But if someone blemishes his thoughts or words, and if for sure if he blemishes his actions, says about this person, you should look for Hashem from there. You should carefully in your deeds, which aren't good. And through this, his heart will become bitter within him. And will turn to Hashem, and Hashem will have mercy upon him. The Hainu, what does this mean? That means he should ask Hashem to have great mercy upon the spark of Hashem, which is in him, in a state of exile. So he should, he should look through his deeds, and through looking through his deeds, he's going to become bitter. And then he's going to really ask Hashem deeply, that Hashem should have Rachmanes on it. And have Rachmanis on the spark of Hashem, which is in him. And this is the meaning of the Pasuk. Yaakov saved Avram. Yaakov is the attribute of Rachmanis. 
through Rachmanus, you're able to recover Avram. Avram is an attribute of love for Hashem. Lochin kilochnikravinu. And that's why Avram is called our father because he bequeathed every Jew love for Hashem. What happens if your spark of Hashem in you is in a state of exile and you want to redeem it? So it's by having Rachmanus on your neshama and you're asking Hashem to have mercy on your neshama that causes the, your Avram, your love for Hashem to be revealed again. earlier that a child is like the leg of his father. He naturally wants to do what his father wants. That's what a Jew is. A Jew is a, Jew is a child of Avram. So how do you recover your Avram? It's by arousing mercy of, of, from Hashem upon you. Yaakov redeems Avram. What about a person who looks deeply into his deeds? He doesn't feel any rachmanus. It's hard to not become bitter. Even though he thought deeply about his neshama is so low and it fell into exile, he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't touch him. This is what he should put into his heart. And the, this following analogy applies to him. If he thinks about this, he doesn't feel bad, this is what he should think. A person's nature is that even if he just hurts his foot, the nail of his foot, nail of his foot hits a stone, he feels that pain in his mind. He has pain in his mind. When does that pain affect him when that nail is still attached to him before it gets cut off? But if you cut off that limb, the brain does not feel that pain. Why? Because it is cut off from its source. So to us, the Jewish people, we are connected. We are cleaved to Hashem. So we, the Jewish people, are attached to Hashem. We should feel the pain and the blemish that we have blemished and we have brought into exile the Gali spark in us. Although a Jew has sinned, he's still a Jew. So we should really feel if we've blemished. A Jew has a spark of Hashem. He doesn't lose the spark of Hashem. It's only in exile. Not only is it in exile, it's like a minister who's in exile. It's like a government in exile. In other words, it's still the dominant force in you. Although right now it's it's an exile, it's not it's not making the decisions, it's not actively uh, being the ruler of, of you, but it's an exile. It's still inside you. You cannot compare a leader, a minister who is in exile to a regular person in exile. It's even when the let's say government uh, makes a war against another government. And they put their government in exile. It's still they still treat them differently. It's known the value of the minister. In one movement, it could change from one extreme to another, and he could again return to leadership. Why doesn't he feel this pain? reason doesn't feel this pain is because he's become completely cut off from its source. The Michal Bliner, the Meshpin Lubavitch, when he got to this part of the Mimer, he would 
cry and cry and cry. Because he doesn't feel because he's completely cut off from the source. And that shows that he wasn't cut off because he really cried. But the ultimate says, if, if, you, if you, you really should realize if he doesn't bother you, that means because, why don't you care? You don't care because you're cut off from the source completely. That should make him feel even more bad. You should have, it should ask, that should make him speak to Hashem and ask Hashem to have even more mercy upon him. Even though I don't feel there's anything wrong, Hashem, even though I don't feel there's any, that, that, that there's anything I should be asking you for because I don't feel there's anything wrong, but that means there's an even bigger problem, Hashem. That's what we mean when we say in Davening, in the paragraph before Shema, with your great mercy, Why do we say with your great mercy? Pirush. We, with our poor seichel, we can't figure out, we don't understand the great Rachmanus because we know we're insensitive to it. The attribute of Hashem's Rachmanus goes from one extreme to another. And although we just said before you're cut off, so what's Rachmanus apply over here? So Hashem will have Rachmanus in you, but it's cut off. What can you do? Nevertheless, with one thought of tshuva, you could be attached to your source again. Imagine if doctors discovered a way to attach a head to a body. So too is this in regards to this thought of tshuva, it's a reattaching yourself to your neshama. So taka tshuva has been a separation. But it's possible, even if someone's chayiv kares, even if the person gets the penalty of kares, which cuts off his neshama, the Torah says, even though, even though my father and mother have left me, which means the neshama has been cut off, yet Hashem gathers me in any ways, it's possible through one thought of tshuva to return. So Yid should turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, listen, I don't have any rachmanas on myself. That means there's a really bad situation here. With your rachmanas, please have rachmanas on me. I don't feel the problem. I'll stop over here.